Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Coward, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week, we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Good afternoon, everyone, and greetings from San Juan, Puerto Rico. And welcome to today's episode of Speaking the Truth About Money with Martin Coward and Joy the Wise Woman. And I'm always excited about my guests, but I'm especially excited about this GBTQ leader we have on our show today, Eric Botcher. He is the newly elected, I guess he would be called the elect, council member. I'll let him tell you a little bit more about that. But he has been recently elected to the New York City Council to cover the neighborhoods of Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea, and Greenwich Village, a community in New York City that's well populated by the gay community. So I'm just really excited. I want to give him a chance to talk about his story, how he got here, what he's got planned, what he sees for the future of New York City, especially uh, for the queer community. So Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to see you. I remember meeting you years ago. We were both act actively uh, advocating for marriage equality in, uh, in across the land in New York City, and we got that done. And now it's great to come back to, to you today and see that you are now yourself. I think you were working for the governor at the time, but now you are yourself a public servant. And thank you so much for your service and thank you for being here. And just tell us a little bit about your story. How'd you get here? How'd you get involved in public service? Where's your passion? Let us just get to know you and hear about some of your story, Eric. Well, thank you so much, Martin, for having me. And thank you for doing this broadcast every week. For those watching, Martin just led me on a small meditation, closed my eyes for a minute, and you reminded me, Martin, how helpful that is. And I, I'm gonna start meditating. <laughs> I always forget to do it. It's very important. My name is Eric Botcher, and I just won the uh, election to become the next council member for District 3 in the New York City Council, which is the west side of Manhattan from Canal Street up to Columbus Circle. I'm originally from the Adirondack Mountains. I'm from a town outside of Lake Placid, New York, called uh, Wilmington, New York, um, home of Whiteface Mountain. Population 1,100. My mom and dad had a, a fly fishing motel on the Osceola River. My mom was a hostess in the restaurant. My dad worked the front desk, and it was a great childhood. Uh, but like many LGBTQ people, when I reached adolescence, I had a real hard time feeling so alone. And you know, this was a time in the early 90s. Before we had the internet, before we had really role models on television or anyone to identify with at all. When I was 15 years old, 
I attempted suicide a number of times. Uh, the last attempt uh, left me hospitalized for a month at a mental health hospital in uh, Saratoga, New York, called Four Winds Hospital. And it was there that I, uh, I credit that with being the beginning of my political awakening in a sense, because I was there with other young people from across New York State, from New York City, Buffalo, uh, people who were going through problems were, which were actually, I mean, really much worse than what I was going through. Sexual abuse, drug abuse, gang involvement. Um, and here I am, this kid from the middle of nowhere, never having been around anything like that. And Let's just take a quick break here. I forget to tell you, we get people. Thank you. Well, I, hold that thought. I just want to say hello back to these uh, Kakuma refugee camp in Kenya. I, these are my newest. <laughs> this is my newest call, by the way. I'll tell you um, later. But uh, I am working with the uh, these folks, and I just love them. They really opened my heart. I just got back from Africa. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on in the show. But I just want to shout out and say hello and welcome to the show. And Eric, I'm uh, now get back to your experience of being in those in that in that middle middle hospital. No, that's very powerful. I also want to say hi to the folks in Kenya. It's amazing how this technology brings our world together like this. You yes. think about yeah. So that, you know, when I left uh, Lake Placid, um, it was really in New York City where I found myself, like many LGBTQ people, countless LGBTQ people over the generations. It was in New York City that I found myself and I found community. And I found um, a, uh, a sense of belonging and a home. So mm -hmm. I, I made the decision to dedicate my life to public service. And in, I, in 2009, I went to work at the New York City Council as the LGBTQ community liaison for the city council. The speaker at, time, at that time was Christine Quinn, who was the first openly gay speaker of the city council. I then went to uh, the governor's office to um, help fight for marriage equality in New York State. And, and that's, when, that's when we met. I remember you called me up and invited me to go march in the Columbus Day Parade with you guys. And I had so many. Yeah, there were so many ways that we uh, you know, brought people into New York State government. And in that capacity, I liaise with LGBTQ activists from around New York State to get the Marriage Equality Act passed, including uh, LGBT activists up in the Adirondacks. I didn't know that they were up there, but I, I, I searched them out and I found them and we got marriage equality passed that spring of 2011. And it was an incredible, incredible experience, something that no one thought would happen. And that to me, to this day, is a lesson about what's possible when we come together, organize as a community. So when I think about all the challenges facing us now, I think about these victories that we've had. It's easy to forget the victories that we've had and just focus on what hasn't happened yet but we really have accomplished a lot. Uh, I've been 
chief of staff to the speaker of the New York City Council, Corey Johnson, for the past seven years. And when he um, he's leaving this year because of term limits, I made the decision to run for his seat. And I ran in a, a five-person, a six-person primary, me and five others, and one in uh, June. And shout out to Elvis. He's one of our leaders over in the refugee camp that I'm oh. working with to, and I'll again tell you to bring more equality and to really bring in, I'm, we're really working to liberate them from that camp. So wow. this is what you're talking about is very, very important uh, as we look for ways to talk, you said some while ago that was important. And that is how do you make what seems what's seemingly impossible possible? So uh, I just want to say I'd like that, to help with that I'd like to help yeah. with that. Martin. Don't worry, you can't. You're helping with it just by telling us your story now about making the impossible possible. Because I believe this is why I call my company Heart. That when we lead from the heart, we create connections through real love for each other, particularly as gay men, and we lean into that divine feminine for caring for other people and trying to make the world better. That's how we create new communities, and that's how we're going to liberate the people from the community. So I just wanted to kind of pull those two conversations together right now. So that you're this, knowing that Elvis is part of that group over there who's leading his people, the LGBTQI people living in, in the camps, how to get out of that camp. And that's that's my goal for next year is to is to is to liberate these these beautiful hungry to to, to get out and be themselves. Wow. You came up today and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later, but an opportunity maybe to create a sustainable community outside the camp. And that came across my radar screen this morning, sitting on the beach in Puerto Rico, more to come on that. Back to your story, Eric. Yeah, and what you've just touched on is what motivates me. It's my overarching ethos is that, you know, we are on this planet for a very short amount of time. In the, in the scheme of history, it's, it's a snap of the fingers. What yes. are each of us going to do with the time that we're here? And I made the decision to dedicate my life to making the world better than when I found it. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can dedicate your life to public service full time like I have. There's, but there's so many other ways that people can dedicate or make the world better in their communities, their families, and so many other ways. But I believe that, you know, one day when we pass at our memorial services, you know, at a person's memorial service, no one ever says, oh, they took a lot of great vacations. He had a lot of things. He had a lot of homes. He had a great time. No, it's he, here's what he did. Here's the impact he made on people's lives. Here are the relationships he had. Here are the accomplishments he made. So that's why I'm in public service and it's what motivates me. I know that to be true. And that's why I'm so glad you're here today. I want to just talk a little bit about and get your thoughts about something because I would like to hear your, this is all brand new. So I'm going to share. So I'm a, I, go, I go to Africa last week because these beautiful LGBTQI asylum seekers reached out to me for helping them. And what I really specifically went there for to teach them how to do is to make money on social media, because I know that there's 
as that's how we make money today. We make money on social media. And reality is if you've got an iPhone and connection with the internet, you can make you can get in e-commerce. You can become an affiliate marketer. So that's what I went over to specifically teach them how to do. Because for me, if I can if they can if I can empower them with the wisdom and the knowledge of how to go on the internet and make money for themselves, let's just say ten dollars a week, it will change their lives. Wow. So the idea is we can they begin to learn how and we have programs we're already engaged, people are already so if you're listening to this and you want to be a part of this program, send me a direct message because we're doing it now. We've already there are there are organizations in the world who actually have programs specifically for this purpose. And the guy who's running our program is wildly enough, is a gay man living in the refugee camps who's wow. leading. And he went over the other day. I met him through LinkedIn. He met me on LinkedIn. I the other day, he and Abba and Elvis, who just got on the phone here, got together to talk about how they're going to make this program happen in that camp. So that's what's ha that's happening right now. We're making the impossible possible by teaching these beautiful, brilliant people how to make money on the internet. That's happening. And then the longer term picture is this: if we can empower them to make money, then we can we can begin to say, okay, you're the ones within the community who have the power to make money. It's not how about you can make, but when you've got the creative genius, the wherewithal tap into that power within yourself, there's nothing you can't do. The next step is this. We're going to, I mean, the government makes money by housing these people in a camp. And so there's, there's a money-making enterprise going on. I won't tell you something. There's a money-making, and it, it, they put them in hell. But my thinking is this. If we can teach them how to make more money and create a become a profitable community, the government can make more money by taxing them on the money they make, then we can move outside of that and we can build our own community, sustainable community that's built from a place of love and prosperity and people first profits to follow mentality. That is my game plan. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Because that's right now, it seems like almost like an ideal thing. But the reality is, if you know, we just said turning the impossible possible. That is a fantastic, uh, that sounds just wonderful. And if you think about it, it if you're talking about you know, $10 a week per person, that sounds totally within, within reach. But you and, know how far that is for them right now? Yeah. To get from a zero to one is like climbing a mountain because they've never done it. Wow. We're learning how to do it. And we can do one, we can do two, we can do 10, we can do 100. I would love to help with that in any way I can. And it sounds like something that could be a model for use elsewhere. And the lesson here, like you said, is uh, go for it, try it, do it. Go for and it, right? Approach it with the attitude that it can happen and it will happen yeah it will happen this morning i'm i am a spiritual teacher as well and i spend a lot of time with joy the wise woman who is speaking at the moment that's the name i give to my divine avatar to my divine feminine guide i live by a north star to create abundance and prosperity for the world guided by my divine presence which i call joy the wise woman 
And this morning she got here. I'm in Puerto Rico. She got me up at four o'clock in the morning because she wanted to talk. She had some people. So what I what I do is I get still and listen. And she said, "Now is the time. Now is the time." I get that. Now is the time. Oh no! What she was saying: the time is now. The time. She kept saying, "The time." I was like, "What does she mean? The time is now. The time is." So I, actually, I made it my success tip for today. I posted it all over. The place. But I'm thinking, what is what does this mean? So I go down to the beach and I'm sitting there, meditating. And I notice behind me this young guy, handsome young guy, just kind of sitting there meditating too. And I went up and started talking. I went to, I went to go around to the restroom to go to the place to go to the bathroom. I, I, I discouraged him. I said, "Hello." He told me he was working with entrepreneurs as well. Now he's clearly a straight guy, but he's got this idea of how to create community using cryptocurrency. I don't understand. It's way beyond. But we started talking about cryptocurrency in the quantum field, which I which I call the kingdom of heaven. And we're like we're like all of a sudden we're on the same page of envisioning. He was going to do a community in, Af in, in Texas. Now he wants to do a community in Africa. He wants to come on board and help me. I don't know if that's going to turn it in, but it was like we were like we were like just met and we knew each other like immediately and had the same purpose. And I'm like, this is too wild for me, but I'm happy with it. I'm going. I just said yes. Let's talk further. <laughs> Isn't that great? I'm I'm jealous of you for having a wise woman uh, voice coming to you at four in the morning. When I wake up at four in the morning, I'm thinking about like laundry. I'm thinking about <laughs> to do work, cleaning my apartment. I I wish I had more. Well, it, uh, I will tell you, it is it is a practice, and it, 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 once you develop a practice. And I highly recommend it to everybody. So I'm going to just tell you what to do. If you want to join the Y woman, I'm going to take, I'm going to take your comment and answer it this way, because I think it could be a gift to the people who are listening. Everybody, everybody needs to connect to their divine intuition, or whatever you want to call it, or your joy, the wise woman, whatever that is. We all have that source of power within ourselves, and you probably have tapped into it. You wouldn't be where you are in the arrogance. That's what's guiding you to get where you are today. I promise you may not call it that, but I guarantee you that's what's guiding you. I don't know what you do to get in there, but I'm going to say this is what I recommend to everybody. Every day, every morning, have a power hour. Start your day. And one thing for sure, do not look at your iPhone until after your power hour. Don't look at it. Go and sit and, find, and get still and listen to your divine self. And notice how you want to grab for that iPhone. Notice how you want to turn the knob to watch the TV. You get pulled into all the drama of the world. Before you do, particularly someone like you who's a public servant, before you get pulled into your drama, get pulled into your heart space. Get centered. Get clear. Get with your joy the while. Get intimate with that, particularly as you move into this into this role as because she he, whatever that is for you, you'll, you'll get your own. If you spend a little time with her or him, however you refresh, how you'll get to know that that part of you really well. And and that that joy, the wise woman will guide you and support you to 
toward that North Star that you have of being a public servant? You're absolutely right. And I know I need to do it and I know I should do it. And I know that if I did it, I would benefit greatly from it. It will make, it'll make everything so much easier when you're, when, when, when we're, when we let go of the reins of running the world, we think with this individual person called Martin and Eric, we don't really control anything. We're not even, we're not pulling the lever. There's a divine presence within every single person doing the doing. What happens is we either say yes or no. We go into rejection and resistance from it. And then we get ourselves in trouble because we don't do what that part of us tells us to do. We have our own agenda, so to speak. But when we really get in touch with that, when we really get in touch with that part of us, yeah, yeah, joy the wise woman. That would be a great hashtag. I want to get a t-shirt, joy the wise woman. Joy the wise woman would tell you that when you know that, it's like, amazing things will happen life just gets so much easier but the ego does not yeah, want to get to try it and i will try it you've you've motivated me to try it and and to do it because it's important i've always struggled with mindfulness i've read the power of now i've read about it but i have the uh you know the racing mind and the the phone attached to my hand and uh, it's not, it's not healthy. I agree. I completely agree. And I tell you, one of, one of my, one of, I'm, one of the things that happened to me when I went to Africa was, um, I went to Africa really to teach them how to make money and really do a workshop for them. But what really happened for me was they opened my heart to a level of abundance and prosperity I didn't even know existed in the world. Certainly, they didn't know existed within me. And I came home from Africa with a deeper love for myself, a deeper connection to the God, to God and certainly a cl clearer perspective of a very abundant universe we live in, just how truly abundant we are. And it's taken me almost, it's, it's taken me a lot of personal time till I got back of trying to get my mind and my body caught up with my heart and my soul. And so I've been, I'm down here in Puerto Rico spending a lot of, giving myself a lot of space to get really intimate with that part of myself. And because I think we, if we're going to do this thing next year with the, with, in that camp, now that I have this really big purpose, I mean, it's taking my business to a whole new direction, a whole new sense of purpose and meaning, uh, doing something of significant importance. Uh, I need her. And so I'm right now on, in Puerto Rico for two weeks really spending time with her to get to know how we're going to lead this thing and how we're going to solve this problem. Because I got to have her, I got to be in a complete alignment with her as we go into 2022. Uh, that's obviously clear. And what's amazing to me is how she's showing up for me now as I'm, to show me the way, to show me the lessons like this morning with, with you know, it's just, and it may sound a little woo-woo to some of our listeners, but you know, I find that as a spiritual teacher and listening to the wisdom teachings of uh, 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 really of Jesus more than anybody else, that that's how we solve our problems. <laughs> Everything is solved from a spiritual perspective because we're spiritual. That's where our power is. So we can't solve the problem with the content we've created. We have to solve the problem. We have to solve everything and create things from the, the, the pure awareness that we are. You know, in New York City, 
here's something I've observed about New York City. In New York City, it's an extraordinary place to live, surrounded by millions and millions of people. Despite being constantly around people, sometimes in New York City, one can experience a feeling of loneliness. Oh, I think so. Like, uh, that's more intense than anywhere else. And uh, I think having, like you say, some kind of inner presence, some kind of presence that you're in communication with, it sounds like that would that would help with that. I think it, it, it has certainly helped me. I mean, I understand that loneliness. And what, what, I'm going to try to give you a real specific, direct reason why it works. This is the thing. If the world out there is not showing up the way you want it to be, if you, I just say you're not receiving. Let's talk about money. I'm a prosperity. If you're not receiving the, in, the inflow of money that you want, there's a conflict inside of ourselves. There's a conflict inside of us, particularly in, in, in gay men, saying you're really not worthy of it. You're really not good enough. You're really not smart enough. But certainly not as smart as the, as the straight man. So you have this voice in your head barking this conflict. Your heart's saying you are worthy. You've got everything you need. But there's a conflict. And you have to resolve the conflict. And that's meditation is. It gives us an opportunity to resolve that conflict. And if we can resolve the conflict inside ourselves, then the conflict out in the outer world begins to resolve itself. And that's how we're going to solve this problem in Kenya. Because we've got to, we've got to resolve the problem in ourselves, and not just me, but certainly the people who are living in the, in the camp. They've got to realize they are valuable because they don't feel very valuable. They don't feel very valuable. They don't feel very confident. And so what are the work we're doing over there in the spiritual perspective? Hey, thank you, Cody. It's great to have you here. He's, this guy's beautiful. I, he's just been a, he's a wonderful. Cody. What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to open that up. And for people in government, often in government, people live in Twitter. They live in social media. They live in, in constant feedback loop, normally a negative feedback loop. Right. I think it would help policymakers to really intentionally detach from that, take breaks from that feedback loop, center about why they're in government, why they're policymakers, what's important, what's not important. Very relevant. I agree, and I will say, and I don't know, I don't, my, that is my experience. That is my experience and my observation of our current president and our current administration. I will say, I'm going to say one thing about the current administration because I, I want to, I'm in tremendous support. For the first time in my life, we have got an administration that I believe truly cares about me, Martin Coward, the gay man. Every, the darkness came on us, I think, through the AIDS pandemic, but not because of the AIDS pandemic, but because it was fairly clear to us that the government did not care about us. We had to march in the streets, we had to act up, we had to misbehave in order to say, listen, we're human beings. But the government said, nope, we don't care about you. 
when we elected this administration, the government says, yes, we do care. But we had a new pandemic in the last administration, so we don't care about you with that either. And I think everybody realized how painful it is when the government that leads you doesn't care about your, your health and safety. So we all kind of got on the bandwagon and said, wait a minute, we want a government that does care. And we got one. And I think that's and I think he is a faith centered man. I mean, he tells me he is. His behavior shows me that. I believe he has a very deep spiritual connection to his divine. And I think that's what's guiding him to lead this country. And that's what gives me a lot of hope. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I cannot believe it's almost at the half hour here. So what would, what would be one thing that you'd want to say? I want to give you a chance to say to as, as a newly elected official of a, one of the largest cities in the world, certainly a the center of almost in, for the gay world, and you're in the center of the gay community. What would you what what would you what do you want to say to my friends over in Kenya who are currently living in a refugee camp? Boy, I uh, want to um, say to everyone who's watching, folks in Kenya that um, I um, feel a very strong sense of kinship with you. You are very far away. You're on the other side of the planet. But I want you to know that, uh, you know, we care deeply about you. And the work that we do in New York, even if it's local, local policy, that we're going to be thinking about you because we're all connected. We're all connected. The decisions we make in New York City, New York City as one of the biggest cities in the world, arguably the most high profile city in the world. When we make decisions here, when we make policy here, it ripples around the world. It affects uh, municipalities around the world. So for the folks in Kenya, my future colleagues and I, we're going to be um, thinking about you. And by the way, the the other people who are elected to the city council this this term, they are just fabulous. There's like there's 51 city council members, and two thirds of them are going to be new. It's the first majority female city council in the history of New York City. Majority people of color. It's young. Lots of council members in their twenties uh, and thirties. I'm very, very excited, excited to uh, serve with them. And I want to let them know about what you're doing in Kenya, Martin. Thank and, you. Yeah, I look, I really look forward I really to that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I look forward to that. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for being here with us today. Um, and uh, I'm going to close, just hold for a second. I'm going to close this out and uh, and just thank everybody for joining us. And I want to make everyone aware that I do have a Facebook group called Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men. And that is because I work largely with men because that's what I understand because I am a shadow worker and I do not understand the interior landscape of women. I love women, but for the kind of work that I do, I deal with the shadows of men, specifically gay men. And when I say shadows, is what are we? What are those things that are standing in the way of our magnificence? Their stories, their beliefs, their shadows. 
that aren't true, but we've made them true because to protect ourselves. So I work specifically with that. And that's what I do inside the Facebook. And that's what I'm doing in Kenya, by the way. We all have. So if you're part of the LGBTQ, the GBTQ community, if you're a gay, bi, or trans man, and you're, particularly if you're a business and you want to join a community that's going to give you some love and support so you can get everything out of your way and begin to live a life of significance and importance because you are important, just like Eric is. We we can we're gonna we're gonna the ones that are gonna lead this world with the women and the black people and everybody else who put the margins to a world of prosperity and abundance that everybody gets to enjoy and dance and laugh. So join us over there. We're the gay people. There's the women and there's the other people, but we're the gay men that are doing it. So join us over there, if you will, and let's make 2020 something completely different. Let's build a whole new earth, a whole new world where everybody gets to enjoy in the profits and the prosperity of this wonderful, wonderful world we live in. So thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Eric, for joining us. And may love and prosperity prevail. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated, where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, The Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, a sanctuary for GBTQ business leaders to love and support each other. May love and prosperity prevail. Thank you.